My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today with a fabulous guest, Mike Sesniak. You guys, he's a former software engineer from corporate America. And today he's an entrepreneur, certified high performance coach, speaker, power lifter, you guys, and a top rated podcast host of the Results Engine podcast. He helps sales pros and entrepreneurs scale faster. So welcome to the show, Mike. I'm so looking forward to talking about, you know, sales today and, you know, leveraging high performance um, activities to really scale businesses further. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And um, I want to give you this next little bit of time here to really fill in those gaps about your journey and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, well, first of all, Brittany, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you hit most of the spark notes. I mean, the only things that I would add is uh, number one, my life revolved around where I could play soccer in college. That's how I dumb lucked my way into an engineering degree. And I went straight down to Wall Street. And, you know, people look at my journey. If you look at my LinkedIn, it's like a scatter plot of like all this random experience. The reason that I went into engineering is, you know, I, I all I wanted to do when I was younger is make a lot of money, retire young and open a Pitbull Rescue Foundation. That was like all I cared about. So during my college search, it was literally printing out the coaches that were going to be at every college showcase, bringing it to my guidance counselor and having him highlight all of the schools that were good academic schools based on my transcript. Because I I grew up in a family that was very much like, hey, go and get a good education. Like, by all means, play play sport, but you're not going to go D1 for the sake of going D1 and getting a a worthless piece of paper at the end of the day. Um, And in one of those conversations, guy was like, hey, you're good at math and sciences. Why don't you look at engineering? My response was obviously, well, do they make a lot of money? And he said, yes. And fast forward, that's the degree that we got. It never scared me away. Um, Went straight down to Wall Street, wrote code professionally for about seven years for a living. And I just used all that money to pump into my businesses. Um, In that climb, I was very quickly figuring out what anxiety and debilitating panic attacks were, uh, despite everything looking like sunshine and rainbows on the outside. Uh, as we so often hear nowadays, like behind closed doors, it wasn't quite like that. And this is like, 2014 ish when it started my first panic attack I ever had was January 1st 2014 which kind of speaks to the mental side of it um but you know this is what started the journey right that led to me realizing after about a year and a half of trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me because I thought it was a physiological issue I thought my lungs genuinely didn't work because in 2014 it wasn't cool to talk about mental health I didn't know anybody that had these things or had endured these things um Fast forward, I finally realized, wow, I have no idea what it means to be productive. I go down the rabbit hole, start to figure out what productivity really means instead of what the toxic hustle mindset had sold me back then, where it was like, if you're not working 37 hours a day, you're not working hard enough. You don't want it bad enough. Um, 
And I, I always joke that that was like my gateway drug to high performance. It's only a small percentage, maybe like 15, 20% of the work we do with our clients now, but that's what started it for me. Um, I then met some of the world's leading high performance coaches, gave me permission, so to speak, to, to finally jump off the deep end. And I wrote my first program on the flight home from that event. It was called Fear Hacking Academy. I built it as a side hustle for a year and a half while still writing code for a living, doing the whole 5 to 7 a.m., 7 to 11 p.m. side hustle. And in 20, I believe 2018, I finally took the leap, took the business full time. And, you know, here we are many years later, uh, growing every year, super grateful, helping sales pros in countless different industries. Right now, primarily in the door-to-door sales space with a major focus in the solar industry. And uh, yeah, just super grateful for all the growth and the work that we're able to do. No kidding. Well, Mike, I want to thank you off the hop here for opening up and being vulnerable because I believe that's what relates to everyone in the end. Anyways, people's stories, the challenges people overcome, you know, and mental health is a big one. So thank you for taking the time to share that. Yeah. We oftentimes just hear the success stories and don't hear about, you know, really the challenges that happen throughout that journey. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, I really wanted to give you the time to talk about exactly how you go about and deliver your pro- uh, your services today and the people that you work with exactly before we lean into our topics. Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, I think in this sales world, so I've been in sales about uh, a little over 20, 21 years or so, spent a decade in retail, five years building a business in the network marketing and direct sales space, and then about six years selling for our companies. And I think in the sales world, people are so caught up on what to say. They think they're not closing deals because of what they're saying, which don't get me wrong, like it's important. But my entire thesis in our company is that you have a far higher likelihood closing a deal saying the wrong thing with the right energy than you do by saying the right thing with the wrong energy. And what I mean by that is, you know, anyone who's been in sales will tell you like sales is a transfer of emotion, right? And when you break up that word, what is emotion? Well, it's energy in motion. So you hear all these cliches like commission breath. Well, commission breath has nothing to do with your breath. It is the scarcity that you're bringing into it. The prospect feels that you have a stranglehold on that deal, right? This is where we can inject all the cliches we want, like needing nothing attracts everything, but needing everything attracts nothing. Well, that's exactly what's happening there. People have a stranglehold on the deal. And, you know, I think anyone in sales would agree that a fat pipeline cures all things. So the question becomes, how do we make sure that our energy is on point? Because if the energy is on point, then we can scale our sales volume the way that we want to. So that's the main thing. Like when we're talking high performance, it's really three major buckets that we're working with our clients on. Number one is clarity building. Clarity is the cornerstone habit. It's where we have to start. This can be as like abstract as why are you doing what you're doing, right? What is your why? If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Those types of things. And then it can go all the way to the granularity of knowing the numbers in the business. Everyone talks about how sales is a numbers game, but no one talks about how to play the numbers. They just say, go knock more doors, go bang more phone calls, like cute advice, missing a lot of context. What they really mean is go knock more doors or go make more phone calls with the same energy and the same performance. So we got to figure out how to scale that and how to increase that in a sustainable way. 
Um, so that's a major piece, right? Knowing what the numbers are, what your granular action items are, that type of clarity building. So that's number one. Number two is obviously the uh, energy management that we're talking about, incredibly important, right? How do you maintain that energy from door to door or from call to call when the last person cussed you out and hung up on you? Or Karen from the HOA slammed her door and then realized that it wasn't enough, opened the door and chased you down the street, threatening to call the cops? How do you keep your energy on point? Right? So that's the second one. And then the third one is time management, obviously my baby when it comes to predict or to high performance, the productivity sides of things. And when we tackle those three pieces, we're able to scale our sales volume in a pretty incredible way. And it really helps open those floodgates for people. Incredible. Now you mentioned, uh, knowing your why. Can I ask you exactly what is your why if you want to dive in deep? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it evolves over time, right? And I think people get way too caught up. But first of all, it obviously for me, it started like everybody else. I wanted to make money, right? Early on, if you remember what I said earlier, it was like, I wanted to make a lot of money, retire young and open a Pitbull Rescue Foundation. So that was it. Like that was the impact I wanted to have. It was more about just the money. And I had gone a little bit deeper than most people do. Right now, I'm really clear on what I want to be able to provide for my family, you know, and the family that I want to build and the life that I want to create for the people that I love. And that's my burning desire every single day. Um, I think most people, we haven't gone deep enough. I always, whenever, whenever I'm giving a, a talk or running a breakout session at some of these events in the sales space, it's like, I always use that, that like iceberg image. Most people just have the tip of the iceberg, meaning that they think it's like, oh, I, you get into sales because you want to solve a money problem usually, right? It's like, I want to go make a hundred grand. It's like, okay. That's never going to be deep enough. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Money is just numbers and numbers are infinite. So there's always going to be a bigger number. Like it, it has to, it has to be like, what is that money for? Right. And we don't even need to get into actual like money is just debt and like what it actually is. Let's just think about it as numbers. It's infinite. It's not enough leverage. Right. The reason this stuff is so powerful is because ultimately, I, I think we would all agree Brittany, that like the reality that we're living in is sculpted by the decisions we make and the actions we take. Right. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Yes. So when we really dive into that and we understand that the decisions dictate our reality, well, how do we make decisions? And anyone who's ever listened to any of the greats in this space, like gone to a Tony Robbins event or listened to any Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar, any of those people, like we'll understand that decisions are emotional. They're not logical. So what does that emotional tendency look like? It's like, okay, well, we're either seeking pleasure or we're avoiding pain. Those are the two. We're running towards the pot of gold or we're running away from the burning building with the latter of those two being far more powerful because we have a 2000 year old brain that has one job and that is to keep us safe. That's it. So avoiding pain is always going to be the driving force. When you're hyper clear on what drives you, well, you have both of those things because we know exactly what we want. We can tap into the seeking pleasure piece, the running towards the pot of gold, which is the target that we're striving for. And it's just as easy when we're really clear on that, we can get really clear on what we don't want. 
right? So we also get to tap into the running away from pain, running away from the burning building. You get both of those pieces. So ultimately this why as cliche as it is it's it's cliche because it's true we hear it all the time because it's true and that's the leverage in the decision making process right we have the leverage to dictate everything that we want in life life is simple success is simple humans complicated and let's be really clear simple also does not equal easy right? Before people slide in my DMs on Instagram and get really pissed off at me. Simple doesn't equal easy, but it is simple. So that's why this stuff is so important. But yeah, like I kind of went on a tangent here, but that's my why. It's like, I know exactly what I want for my family. I know exactly what I want to provide for them. I know exactly what I don't want, right? The exact opposite of what, what I would want is my parent or my parents and my, my sibling or my sister and my wife and our future family and everyone that I love about not having everything that I want, having to struggle right? You get to flip it and it becomes really, really versatile and really powerful. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that with us. And it's incredible to see how crystal clear you are on that. And I think it's very important for everyone to get, you know, really, really clear on what it is that they want and what they don't want to really understand their why. Mike, back to leveraging high performance to scale. Now, I know we touched on this. Do you want to take this time to really dive in even deeper as how do you do it even with even more detail with people that you work with? Sure. Which pillar in particular would you like me to build upon? If you're open to covering all, I think you did four of them, right? There were three. Clarity, energy, and productivity. Yeah, if you want to go over the three of them one more time in a little bit of detail and maybe tell us what people struggle with the most when when you're really focusing on those three different pillars and how you overcome that struggle. Um, So everyone kind of has a better idea. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. So we always have to start with clarity, right? Like I mentioned earlier that it's the cornerstone habit. I usually compare it to like a magnifying glass or even like a rising tide, right? When you have clarity, everything rises together. It is that source of magnification or amplification. So that starts with the why we've touched on that a little bit. Uh, The next piece is obviously the granularity of what it takes to get where you want to go. So this is where we're building out custom action plans with our clients, getting really clear on, you know, what are the money-making activities? What are the needle movers? Part of that becomes a productivity conversation. So I always encourage people to read like eat the frog by Brian Tracy or Mm -hmm. any of those tact, any of those strategy type books where it'll really help you get clear on, how do you trim down what's actually moving the needle, right? We think that there's all these millions of things that we have to do. It's really not. If you're in sales, it's usually some sort of lead generation, some pipeline management, and some sales training and sharpening the ax, right? That's really it. So getting really clear on what drives the needle, but then the granularity of knowing your numbers in the business. I think this is where most people miss, especially if you're in business or if you're in sales, we usually think just top or bottom of funnel, right? So here's a, I'll use solar as an example. We work with a lot of solar reps. They'll just look at doors knocked and like deals closed or deals installed. Cause that's really when they get paid. 
But there's four or five steps in between there that might be the bottleneck. So if we only look at top and bottom of the funnel, you're relying on brute force to actually increase your volume, right? But the reality is it's everywhere from like door knocked, decision making spoke, decision maker spoken to, appointment set, appointment sat, deals closed, deals installed. Every step there is a potential bottleneck. And I, I was on a sales call earlier this week. The guy's literally enrolling in our program tomorrow as of recording this. And we realized that his set to sit ratio was like under 20%. Oh. Meaning that he would set 10 appointments and under two, less than two of them would sit. So at wow. that point, it doesn't matter. Like a, a pretty like decent, still pretty bad would be like 50% in the solar industry, in most industries, most markets, every market differs, but like you got to be above 50%, right? So at that point, it doesn't matter. Like we would have to flood so much volume top of funnel to increase the sales volume, which is where he wants to be. Okay. So when we're talking clarity, we need to know what our conversions are at every single step of the way, every single process, because then we can work smart and hard. Too many people are like, don't work hard, work smart. No, you need both. And this is why I always like stray away from talking about my journey with the toxic hustle mindset, because if we're being real, Brittany, like it serves us until we do it doesn't. And I found out when it didn't, but I think a, a lot of people need a little more toxic hustle in their life. Like, uh, yeah, I agree. It's kind of important. So that's the clarity building piece, understanding the numbers at every step of the process because then you truly know your numbers. And then we can also implement like, okay, well, what do we need to do to increase the stickiness of our appointments? Like, what are your peers doing? Right? Right. And so it was one of the challenges when like the conversion rates just not there. Um, is it the people he's attracting onto these calls? Are they client? Are the clients not ideal or not the right fit? Or, or what is that coming it, from? Yeah, it, it could be a lot of things, right? Yeah. It could be just way too passive in the appointment setting. It could be not double and triple knotting the appointment and confirming and making sure it's on the prospect's calendar. It could be a tech issue. Your, your calendar software might not be sending reminders, right? right. So th there's a lot of things. Or you could just be offering appointments to people that have no business being on your calendar in the first place. Mm -hmm. We had to do this in our business early on with some of our appointment setters. I'm like, dude, don't like, I don't care about the volume if it doesn't lead to client generations. So we had to quality. really, yeah, we had to really audit what does the quality look like? And now they're absolute studs, but we had to work on that because it's a shift, right? It's very easy if you're early on in the appointment setting world to think that, oh, I just need to pump volume because if I'm giving my closer an opportunity, it's like, that doesn't matter if they don't show up. It doesn't matter if they're not qualified prospects. Right. So, there could be a lot of things, but you need to know what the conversions are. And if you don't even know the data, you're not going to know that there's an issue. You're just going to sit there twiddling your thumbs, banging your head against a keyboard, being like, what the hell's going on? Why isn't it working for me? Like, I think people miss this so often. And even our clients, they'll come to me and be like, Mike, I feel like this is going on. And my response is respectfully, Susan, like, I don't care how you feel. Yeah. Show me the data and let's get to the root of what's really going on. Like respectfully, yeah. Joseph, like show me your tracker, show me the data, and then we can diagnose.
One of my coaches calls it all data, no drama. Like men lie, it's women so lie, true. members don't lie. Yeah, you have to you have to keep track of who's getting on these meetings, what the conversions like, what are these, what is the quality of these uh, people getting on the meetings to begin with? Um, mm-hmm. It's so important to track that data. And I know so many, actually, so many people I talk to don't even track that data, and it's so important. So I, I agree with everything you said there, Mike, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's really crazy how like like almost uncommon it is to really know this this data and real professionals know it and um but they might not be tracking all of it. Like sometimes there are some gaps in the data and we just need to know because we need to know all of it because we need to understand the true bottlenecks. Right. right? Um so that that's the clarity building piece. On the um, productivity is usually the next the next uh, place that eh, that's not true. It depends. Sometimes we'll sub in which one we're going to next, whether it's productivity or energy management. So I'll start with energy. Like the idea is number one, getting clear on what is worthy of your time. Number two, generating the energy to show up powerfully for those activities. And then number three, injecting productivity into it so we can really scale the 24 hours that we have, right? We only have 24 hours in the day, insert more cliches here, right? But like, what are we doing with our 24 hours? Um, so on the energy management side of things, like, first of all, it has to start with the staples, like has to be the foundational pieces. Are we eating a, a the right foods? Are we consuming enough water and not just energy drinks, right? Like, are we only dependent on caffeine or can we leverage some other pieces like these staple pieces to actually generate healthy energy? Are we getting some movement, getting some weight training, getting some cardio in whatever it looks like for us? Those are the staple pieces that we have to have to have in there. Okay. Um, So that's where we start. And then after that, then there are some other tricks that we can throw in there. Like, okay, instead of like, we need energy tools to ramp it up, which is why most people will go shotgun a Red Bull or like a bang or something like that. And then we also need things that are going to cool it down because every appointment's going to require a different version of us and energy goes both ways. Right. So we need both of those pieces. Um, and that's where we can inject some breath work and stuff like that. There's some really, really cool tools out there. Um, you know, uh, and just general like mental toughness and mental discipline is incredibly impactful here. So are we impeccable with our word? It might not seem like an energy conversation, but that radically impacts our energy. Are we stacking wins and building self-confidence all day? Or are we constantly breaking the commitments that we make to ourselves every single day, which just whittles away at that self-confidence, which is going to dip our energy? right? Our prospects are going to feel that. And like, this dude doesn't believe what he's saying. And if they really feel that, like the deals aren't going to close, you're going to get more no's, which is going to make you feel even worse. So again, it becomes a a really important energy conversation. So those are the main areas that we're working with there, right? Um, Alex Hormozzi lately has been the one screaming from the rooftops about it. He talks about building a stack of undeniable proof that you are what you say you are. Like that's, that's what those wins are. We talk about a morning routine. Like you could put anything that you want in there. The only purpose of a morning routine is to get you into a state where you are going to dominate the day. Right. That's Set it. the tone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we have to build that bulletproof mindset. That's the only purpose. And we inject all these things, but they're just wins that ultimately build the self-confidence, get the momentum moving, the energy moving in the right way. Um, so that's the energy piece. And then productivity again, like there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I think the easiest way for the sake of time is just to tell people to read Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. Um, there are a lot of silent killers of productivity. So a lot of the work that we're doing with our clients is like, how do you maintain focus and give yourself the opportunity for deep work? Um, that can be like starving out distractions. It can be setting boundaries with the team so they know when they can reach you. There's a lot of different things. And also, obviously, like we mentioned during the clarity building piece, getting really clear on what drives results, right? Like what's actually moving the needle versus what is just keeping you busy and like literally doing nothing for your business, but making you feel a little decent, which again, I I understand that that can be valuable, but we become dependent on it. And then we're curious why we're not moving the needle in our business from a sales or a revenue perspective. So um, yeah, there's a lot of cool tools though, but I would tell people to start with eat the frog. And the one chapter that I've always loved the most, the practice that we use with all of our clients is the one that's called the law of three. So highly recommend that people dive into that. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to really go through those three pillars. Again, it's huge. And everything that you shared with us today is so valuable. I mean, set the tone to the day. Like this is going to not only affect, I mean, in a, in a positive way, yourself, but your business, your team, everything, right? So really yeah. setting that tone in the day and going from there, keeping track of that data energy, all of that. So Mike, I just want to thank you again for coming on today and sharing, sharing all of this with not only myself, but my entire audience. So thank you so much. And you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way? Yeah. Best place is Instagram. Um, it's very difficult to spell, so you might need to (laughs) link that up, but it's just at Mike Sesniak. It's just my full name. Uh, shout out to meta verified for finally allowing us to get a check because they're about a million and a half crypto scam accounts. So Uh careful, careful. Like I'll never slide in your DMS to pitch you crypto. I will sell you high performance coaching because we're damn good at what we do and we believe in it. But, um, with that said, I heard my buddy, uh, Jordan Stupar say this this morning, shout out to Jordan. He goes, I'll ne- never sell you a product you don't want to buy. So uh, for real though, if anyone has any questions, they want to get clarity on anything, uh, expand on anything that we talked about, challenge anything, DMs are open for all of it. My team is in there all day. If they don't know the answer, they'll flag it and get an answer from me. So uh, that's the best place. And Brittany, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. My pleasure. I honored to have you on today, honestly. So thank you so much again, Mike. 100%. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to come on my show, just like Mike sends a send. Why do I keep butchering it, Mike? I'm trying my best. <laughs> I know. Well, every, the, the Polish Z's scare everybody away. Just it is. That. Mike Senniak. I think I got it this time. You guys, if you want to come on just like Mike did today to share a little bit about your story, what you're up to in the business, some, you know, key factors that you live by, (laughs) you guys, challenges, what's working and what you do, or even talk about the podcast, please go to top100interviews.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you wanna listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually wanna interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.